Ladies and gentlemen, what you're about to witness is no illusion. And now we got the bass banging from head to Buckingham Palace. They're all moving. Come in. Hello and welcome to This Is Brendan 77 with Bianca Corelli, second generation pro wrestler. And this is one of those talks of Bianca is someone that it's like a coworker. We're kind of casual acquaintances. But then we became closer friends and then we had the podcast and she's just so personable and honest and open in this podcast that I can't wait for you all to hear it. Like this is one of the podcasts of I can't keep these conversations locked up to myself. And I want you guys to hear it because of how open and honest she is. And her, so her father, Anthony Corelli, better known as Santino Morella, no matter who got lucky or nepotism or whatever you have to look that they had to put in hard work somewhere and hustle and grind and not sometimes evil gets awarded but even evil had to work hard to get to where it was and i'm not saying santino morale is evil at all he's actually a really cool chill dude that uh he's definitely opening battle arts it's he's become more reachable and uh, so it's like a great dude to have. And Bianca, she has a great hustle and we talked about everything and the weird nerdy shit she's into. Because like, I think that's one of the things of people and I bring up all the time and I'm pretty sure I mentioned it in the podcast of, I randomly thought maybe a year and a half ago of looking back to when I was 12 watching Yu-Gi-Oh! and learning magic tricks, that what did I think little girls were doing? They were also watching Yu-Gi-Oh! They were playing Pokemon video games. They were nerds too. And that's what's great about society right now. It's no one's a closeted nerd. There's a Funko Pop of everything from horror movies to kids characters to anime. That we're all nerds. We can all relate with that. And this is the last of the four set of tapings of the same intro. So once again, timestamps are below to skip ahead to the interview. It was a great chat. I hope uh, you all enjoy it. I enjoyed it. Have a great day, have a good morning, a good afternoon, a good evening, a good night, and listen to my spew at Holden Pro on Twitter and Instagram, patreon.com slash Brendan C. Enjoy, but I have to do my other spew. Come in. Hey Simon, we're fucking them up, turning them psycho. Everybody rock, let's bring the house down. To rebel and us, cause we'll be fucking it up. Somebody say you so yes, back to the free feed. Uh, I'm recording the intros of this episode and a few others at the same time. So that first part, brand new. The next two parts, if you listen to all the podcasts, you'll see that there's a repetitiveness in this. But a little life update. I started a Patreon the first week of January. And since then, we've had about over 20 different patrons come and go and just constantly provided more and more content. I always wanted to do a, uh, a video feed and have like little live Zoom events because I was talking about starting my Patreon winter 2019. So the pandemic wasn't a thought at all. And so I had ideas for five, 25, 50, 100, and 250 for the tiers, which I haven't and won't put 100 or 250, but those were gonna include like 
two to six tickets and uh, a lot of other bonus stuff that we can't really do. Ontario just went into another lockdown, I think, or emergency breaks. I don't even know what any of that fucking means. But I've been busy, and unfortunately, that meant I was slacking on the free podcast where there is an audience for the free podcast. And I I don't look down on you. I just, I plan 27 hours of stuff in a 24-hour day. And that doesn't include sleeping or my real job. So I did not balance it all well. But I, I have a series of doing things three different times and then finally getting a hold of it. And I think that's what it took three to four months. I, I think I have all my tentpole shows like uh and you'll hear about it when i plug everything coming up in the next segment of the intro but i don't think i want to do any more shows but i'm trying to figure out different live experiences because i love uh conrad thompson's ad free show stuff and it isn't pay so you don't hear ads the amount of bonus podcasts he does he does live events but it costs like i'm at the 30 dollar tier and there's live po- live Zoom hangouts that I'm inspired by for the 50 tier. So I decided I I want to have the Patreon so that I can find my direct audience. And I know I'm doing something for an audience. And I know that you guys are into it and enjoy it. And I've had great feedback from the Patreon that it's fucking fun. It's great. And... Uh, yeah, I thank you all for any of that. And if, you, if you've if you missed out on me, I wholeheartedly do rest besides $7 a month. You get a bunch of bonus podcasts. It is well worth it. And I already reply back to messages from fans. I'm not one of the assholes that says I won't reply to you if you don't give me money or whatever. But like this is just a different atmosphere that we can all hang out with, shoot the shit. And uh, you get to hear about the events in the next segment. Doing all nighters, no days off, great hairs and a little bro weight loss. I predict, I predict, I predict, I predict. Disturbing London got the whole city panicking. I've been Nostradamus this morning. So, for instance, coming up this week, these batch of episodes, Justin St. Louis Carlin, Steve Brown, Bianca Corelli, they will all be released before Tuesday. Which means, no matter what, coming up, this weekend there's a new car talk i'm literally going to record it after i record these intros there is so i do a weekly podcast and that has a video feature to it on monday i put up my match versus iron sparring with my commentary i'm recording that when i get home tonight uh every wednesday night thursday morning we me and kobe durst we watch AEW dynamite we react to it we're not the most sober and it's a great fucking time and Here's one of the things, there's a paywall, which means we're honest about our opinions and bullshit, and like, we may say some inappropriate stuff that might get us canceled, but it's well worth $7 a month to hear us bullshit four to five times. And we're now gonna include a new uh, monthly video feature and the Brendan Dome events, which is my version of the Thunderdome for Zoom live events. We're gonna do a live Tiger and the Wolf call-in from nine to 9.30 at the end of the month. So. That will only be available for the meal tier and up, but on Fridays we have a new Murders, Mysteries, Murders, Monsters, Mysteries, and more, where we're in conspiracy theories right now. I believe we're talking about the Bilderberg group on Friday, 
And the next two episodes are going to be 33 minutes plus. The podcast available for all tiers on the Patreon. But the video is only available for the meal tier and up. And for as of right now, you can get $5 off your life subscription. But I'll go into that spiel later on. Uh, next week, another car talk. Uh, I have an Instagram live Thursday nights at 9.15 p.m. I've not really gotten guests on those because I've been busy and I don't... I feel a little rude for having guests on and not releasing the podcast because my friends gave me their time, so why wouldn't I pay it back to them? Uh, do do And yeah, so, like, let me break down the Patreon for you. If you sign up for it, these are the American prices... So when you go to it, don't be too surprised that the 5 is actually 7, the 20 is 24, I believe, and the 50 is like 69. But I'll break down. What you get for the $5 tier is you get a weekly Tiger and the Wolf podcast with Kobe Durst. Not available anywhere else. And there's a paywall for a reason. Uh, You get a weekly M4 Murders, Mysteries, and More podcast with myself, Pretty Ricky, Alexi Nicole, Gabriel Fuerza, and Jimmy. You get a weekly solo car talk podcast. If you enjoy my intros of these podcasts, the car talk is that, but a little bit more extended and fleshed out. Uh, You get the podcast and the video every Sunday. You get a monthly, the third week of every month, an Anthony Brennan conversation, the ABC podcast with myself and Anthony Kingdom James, where we just talk about life. It's about an hour and a half. We almost went for three hours last month. And yeah, it's just like the struggle of trying to motivate yourself and that's why also the audience i want to talk to on this podcast i just said it on the finale episode which wasn't really a finale but it was a finale of me not knowing my audience and my audience is me 12 years ago before i started doing podcasts before i started doing youtube videos well before i started doing wrestling and i was probably doing magic if i had someone talking to me that was 10 years older than me and they were preparing me for the struggles they were saying not every day is going to be great i I have a belief that the more people that try to make youtube videos that try twitch streams that try to do podcasts and not that they fail but they stop doing it because the fact that you tried means you didn't fail you tried to do something and if you're if you want to make a full-time income from podcasting you have to realize podcasting is more to promote yourself promote live events and such so i don't think anyone who's tried to do podcasting is a fucking failure but i think like it shows people how hard it is the fact that not everyone is doing it when everyone can do it so i i think that that struggle is a good thing uh you'll get random bonus podcasts that i've reviewed movies and tv shows and just random just press record and just talk uh you get all those for only five dollars a month Plus some limited edition merch that I just, I want to sell directly to my audience. For the $25 a month tier, uh, this is, so for $5, you're basically paying for caffeine, energy drinks, cold brew coffee for myself. And for that, I thank you. For $25, it's basically like we went out for dinner and you, you paid for a meal for me. So once again, thank you. I appreciate that. And once again, there's only five spots available. Uh, that it will be $5 off for the total of your subscription. I did this for the $5 tier. That was only $2.50 for the first 10 people that signed up. Uh, I think this is well worth it because... uh, Oh, sorry. I forgot two things in there. Uh, A live Rendome watch-along event the last Friday of every month. We've watched the Royal Rumble 2000, 
Samoa Joe versus Necro Butcher and like Samoa Joe and IWA stuff. And then we watched WrestleMania 17 last weekend and it was so much fun to watch. And I also invite some of my friends. I, I'll send that Zoom link along to random people and have them hop in. It's a great experience. And there's a group chat on Instagram called the Acolytes of Albright. It's the most craziest chat ever. Last night after the Instagram Live, I'm recording this Friday, uh, there was a huge discussion in the group about like gender identity. Uh, it was about gender identity and such like that, that it, I'm, I'm glad that I'm surrounded by a group of good supporters that I could put you all together. Uh, but for $25 a month, you get a week, you get the weekly M4 podcast, but in video form, you get bi-weekly full match with personal commentary. This could be one of my favorite matches, one of my least favorite matches, just a random match. And You'll also get a monthly Tiger and the Wolf video. This month is available for all tiers on the Patreon, and we're reviewing cheese. There's only four different types of cheese, and it took us 30 minutes to talk about it. Uh, very much another show that is glad on, glad behind the paywall. And also, uh, once again, it's behind the paywall for a reason. And if you sign up for all these tiers, if you look in the description below, you will see that there's a credits. Going forward, the videos, I just realized how to get credits properly in the videos. So there'll be credits at the end of all my videos that me thanking uh, the Acolytes of Albright, my loyal patrons. And for that, the end of last month, you get the Zoom watch along for uh, all tiers. But in the meal tier, you get to watch us record the M4 show where we record multiple episodes at a time. So you get to watch it early and you'll get an exclusive post show uh, that won't be available after the fact. And I want to have random events. I talked about ad-free shows earlier. Very much like that, I'm having my first Brendome live event experience of watching Backyard Pro Night 2 Season 1 with Geoff Hardy. Von Vertigo is going to join us. I've messaged some other participants in Backyard Pro to see if uh, they can hop on the Zoom watch along. It's going to be a fun time. And also the audio of that podcast will be available a week later for the all tiers. But you'll get that podcast immediately afterwards, and you'll get exclusive video, and you get to be there live to chat and join in. And also, every other month, you'll get an exclusive 8x10. And I'm not just talking about a promo photo or whatever, because let's be honest, those are boring. I'm talking about you'll get a signed Tiger and the Wolf 8x10. You'll get a signed M4 postcard, whatever. But the very first one, everyone that signs up in April, you will get a signed 8x10 of my Nona with all the tag belts. I do believe that this 8x10 alone is worth the $25. Not the uh, any of the content you get, whatever. But paying $25 for my Nona's signed 8x10, it's just fucking hilarious. And also, anyone that's already a patron, if you upgrade and private message me, and I will open that 20 tier that anyone that upgrades at any time, if you ever upgrade, I will open that $20 tier that you'll still get that $5 off. But if you do upgrade, you'll get a 8x10. It's a promo photo I did mocking, inspired, homage to Jody Thread of holding her skateboard over my uh, my man titties. Uh, I think it was very funny. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Oh, and sorry, there's a $50 tier. This is basically you're paying for a gas tank for the van. And I truly appreciate you. 
you get raw podcasts. I have literally like 15, 17 podcasts that are still not released that if you're on the raw podcast feed, you already got it. Plus, you got stuff that I have to delete and take away that you hear 90% of the conversation. But there's about 10% that we don't talk about on air. Also, there's been a lot of stuff going on in Ontario for the past three months. Once you put us behind a paywall, we're allowed to talk about our opinion more freely. So, you get to hear all that in the raw. You also get a t-shirt every three months. Uh, if you... If you're listening to this and you're a patron, expect a message this Easter weekend talking about the t-shirt so I can get your size. I'll also be doing a limited two-week pre-order and the only sale. Uh, and you get to be a, pod- a guest on the podcast every four months. And April's the fourth month, so I got to reach out to you guys. Ask you your t-shirt size. Ask you when you want to record the podcast because we're you're going to be on it. <laughs> Uh, you get early project previews and schedules. I was expecting uh, I would be wrestling more by now, to be honest. So there hasn't been anything that I need to really preview there. But for the M4 taping last month, if you were on that gas tier, you got to enjoy that live event that you can hear us kind of talking with Gimby and Travis in the, the Zoom chat. Uh, but I'll leave you with this part. You also get a free ticket to a live event. And there will be a Go Hard Pro show before August. Sign up for the Patreon and you get to know all these secrets. But truly, I I appreciate everyone that listens to this, that follows me on social media, at Holden Pro, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Because all of you, the fact that you dedicate one hour, five hours, ten hours to the 168 hours you have in a week. I truly appreciate you and you you guys like send me a message if you listen to this. Screenshot it. Set, uh, post it on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Rob Arbick's great for that. And it's literally it's so that I know that you guys aren't just numbers. And I think that's what I love about the Patreon of I get to see names. I see the numbers but like I get to see names which means I know who's actually invested literally so i just want to remind everyone you all have worth nobody's less than anybody just keep going forward stay safe stay safe sane and healthy happy easter i'm sincerely grateful and appreciative of everybody in my life and those whose paths i've crossed even if we're not talking every day or friends I appreciate all the lessons I've learned and friendships and relationships I've had. Thank you very much. Enjoy this podcast. I predict an earthquake up in here. Say yeah. I predict an earthquake up in here. Cause we throw bombs on it. Throw bombs on it. Just smash something. Yes, much for me. Hey, yes. I totally stumbled over the first thing I was going to say, but I want to <laughs> say uh, this is one of the toughest females I know, and I'll get to exactly why in a moment, <laughs> but allow me to allow you to introduce yourself of what, are you just a pro wrestler? Are you a model? Are you a presenter? Like you have so many titles that just intro your name and like all your titles. 
All right, let's do it. Um, so my name is Bianca Corelli. I am a pro wrestler. I am also um, I also have a biology degree. Ooh. I also um, am a certified personal trainer, nutritionist. I was former Miss Teen Ontario back in Bam. the day. Bam. And I recently entered another pageant this year. Um, just to, you know, have something to do with fitness goals. So technically I'm Miss Peel. Guess right, Miss Galaxy Peel. Um <laughs> Miss uh, Galaxy Mississauga was taken. <laughs> so I, I ended up with Peel. Um, okay. We'll take it. We'll take it. It's a bigger region, anyways. So, like. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. You got a. You're a. Uh, you got more of space there. You're more royalty and such. Exactly. <laughs> so, I do want to. I'll show you a clip of exactly why you are one of the toughest females I know. I actually no. recorded it. I'd like to hear your commentary okay. on this. So, and I'm pretty sure you know what I'm going to pull up. Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> oh, my God. So stupid. <laughs> so we got a little exchange. Amy just came in for her uh, hot tag. A little whip reverser. And... Yeah. And boom. Oh, yeah. So what did you think of that moment? Because did you feel the blood? I, I felt it was warm. And it was buzzing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what is this? But it doesn't matter. Because I need yeah. to get up. And I need to take this crossbody. And I need to kick out. Because the match isn't over. And then... This is where she looks at me. Amy looks at me and she's like, you're bleeding. <laughs> and I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> I like how you're still saying I'm going to get you. Like you're running after her while you're being lifted for the, uh, for the <laughs> I, I honestly, I don't know. I would have kept going, but I was like, okay, the right thing to do is probably end yeah. the match. And I was like, okay. That's when I was like, okay, like. But look at your cell here, and you're you're fucking. You're not dazed. Like I'm sure, you're, like you're a little weirded out. But you start yelling about it. And was this planned? Were you supposed to turn on Andy? Yes, I was. Okay. And then it just worked out even better because uh, I was supposed to, yeah, be a biatch at the end. Be like, <laughs> you ruined this. And then I was like, sick, I'm bleeding. Now this is also <laughs> your fault. And uh, yeah. Boom. It's a solid slap. Solid, and this is, this is my favorite line when you get out of the ring. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even... I Oh yeah, I, I said I'm not as beautiful anymore. <laughs> and that and that was the moment that I found out because I kind of couldn't see it from the back of the room. Okay. Uh, so I I kind of see him like okay whatever's going on and I think I turned away for that missed splash which by the way good hops on that really good hops. Thanks, I was going <laughs> for. Uh, <laughs> and it was literally I kind of saw the red. I was like uh oh, and you get out of the ring and you just scream I'm not beautiful anymore. Oh and God. I started dying of laughter. I went to the back to go check on you, but like so legitimately we have proof and that was on Crossbody Showcase Show like February 28th almost the year anniversary of that yep. <laughs> and that's how you kind of ended your uh your wrestling pre-covid kind of times so those next three weeks right yeah because then it got shut down and then mm -hmm. we opened up for a little bit so i had september and then shut down again so how many uh stitches did you have to get okay i got seven and <laughs> you can you can kind of see like uh, maybe not as much. I'm like, I gotta get the light. Right. So oh okay, yeah, when yeah. I squint, yeah. when I squint, you can see it. So it looks even more badass. Yeah. I look mad. It like. Ooh. But um, I got seven. So all the way through wow. here, up to the eyebrow, 
And like, I went to the hospital and I told the doctor, I was like, please, I was like, you need to do a good job. I, I want to be on TV one day, like, please. So he really took his time. It was funny because the whole time um, he like, I thought he was giving me stitches, mm-hmm. but he actually gave me the needle. Okay. For like, like the so- injection to numb it. Yeah. I was like, so we're done now. Right. And he's like, we have not started. Okay. <laughs> Okay, great. <laughs> Fuck my life. <laughs> yeah, like I hate needles. I hate needles. That's my one thing. Especially but whenever whatever. they inject those, because I've had to have it done like twice. It's like they're going to the bone and like the tendons. They're getting in there with that some bitch. <laughs> See, that's why I really thought that that was the stitches. Yeah, like I was like that. That this pain yep. is is ridiculous. This yep. stitches, no. <laughs> <laughs> but at least like you did put the fear of God into him of doing a good job, and like it is a pretty good job, and it's only when you frown where it's like, oh, it adds that character to your face. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like it. It's like optional. When you become when you become the old ethnic lady, that's gonna be the serious evil eye. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, you scare the shit out of my grandkids. <laughs> uh, what is your background actually? Because you're like a a Trivial Pursuit pie chart of a background. Like that's a very very good uh, description. Um, so so my dad, he's known for being Italian, but he's actually half Italian, half Métis. Okay. So that would uh, be Native uh, Indian or Native Canadian or Aboriginal, whatever you call it. We say Native Indian <laughs> and French. And so on that side, our tribes were like Ojibwa and Cree. Like those are our okay. family roots. Um, so, yeah. So that's so far. I don't know if that counts as two or three <laughs> because you have Métis, which like encompasses the Native and the French. Mm-hmm. But technically, it's two within the one. Anyways. Um, I like how then, you have, like, the professional, like, professor talking to their students. Like, I think that might be it, but I'm not sure. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> At least, you know, there's room for error there. Um, and then my mom is half Finnish and half Pakistani. Mm. So, obviously, her mom is from Finland and her dad is from Pakistan. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, I guess, like... I'm either four things or five things, depending on the labeling of that, <laughs> the native one. How, so, when people have even just, like, two different cultures, there might be different cultural traits. Like, so for me, my dad's side is just white. Like, it's Canadian, it's whatever. And my mom's side is, she came here when she was, like, three months from Sicily. So, like, oh, the cool. and the only grandparent I have is my nonna. Everyone else died before I was born. So, like, oh. I lean towards more Italian traditions of like with you having all of those different backgrounds like what does your your holiday calendar look like um so my grandpa was actually even though he was muslim he was very conservative he was actually like um a citizenship court judge in peel he was big into politics i actually think he was like probably the first brown man in canadian politics to be honest um yeah i love my grandpa rest in peace <laughs> um but so he celebrated Christmas because his whole thing with being an immigration like a uh, judge or like a citizenship judge was when you come to Canada, mm-hmm. he's like, you should embrace the Canadian lifestyle and the Canadian cultures. So he loved Christmas. He <laughs> loved burgers, like fries. So they were pretty like laid back. Mm-hmm. My grandma, like fin- Finnish people, it's, they're not really like religion dominant. Yeah. They really like tea and sarcasm <laughs> so i like tea and sarcasm so like when the whole trend became though like dishing the tea and stuff you're like i've been doing this forever 
I guess I have. <laughs> I guess I have. Yeah, I never thought about that. For some reason, I didn't like that saying. Like, what's the tea? Because like I didn't understand it forever. But but now I think you just made it make sense for me. I never actually. <laughs> um so yeah and then my like pakistani side like i can handle some serious spice but that also (laughs) goes with the italian because like you know there's peppers and everything yeah and like holidays you get you you have at the table and you got to eat the hot pepper to prove your strength (laughs) or whatever yeah and then um so my dad's family is very italian like my nana basically like learned italian cooks italian Mm -hmm. um so I don't know. I like to think of myself just as like a Canadian hodgepodge. That's basically yeah. what it is. It's a little bit of everything. I celebrate like uh, Catholic holidays, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's <laughs> like, like what's the strangest food from one of your backgrounds that you like? That if like a white person is just like, what the fuck are you eating? Like, what's that one thing that you're like, I really like this though. <laughs> Oh, that's a really good question because I love food. Um, hmm. Well, I can think of almost one thing from each culture, kind okay. of. Um, okay, so, ooh, okay. <laughs> Pakistani food. There's this dessert. I love it. It's called gulab jamun. Okay. <laughs> it's basically like a sugar-soaked timbit that's ooh. made out of, like, cheese. Okay. Which sounds really weird. And, you know, when if white people typically try it and don't know what it is, like, they're really put off. They're like, what is this? Like, well, I've what, realized, I realize a lot of people don't like cream-filled donuts and that, like, weirds them out. I like Where, cream-filled donuts. <laughs> I'm, I'm a fan of, like, especially every time Tim Hortons has, like, the Oreo donut that they have. That's, that like, the bomb for me. And uh, when they're like, oh, they like everything except the inside. I'm like, but it's like a whole package. You can't just take that part away. Did you have the uh, Christmas polar bear one they had this year? Okay, so I uh, I went into there and I was at one Tim Hortons. I even took a photo of the polar bear one and it didn't look like a polar bear. It, it looked like something <laughs> else from a certain adult movie. And I'm like, I'm staying mm-hmm. away. And then I've also recently realized I developed some sort of chocolate allergy the last few months. <gasps> no. And, yeah. And like, I'm, I've never been a candy person, oh but God. it's like chocolates and that stuff. And Every now and then I'll have like a chocolate ice cream and then I'll remember I'm like, oh, this doesn't taste right to me. This is why. No, I don't like candy either. I'm a chocolate person. So I'm so sorry to hear that you've developed an allergy. I I actually am so sorry. (laughs) That is awful. I appreciate your condolences. Wow. (laughs) I but seriously, I actually have a little bit of chocolate every day, and I don't know how I could survive without my chocolate to be honest damn i really hope that that go- goes back to normal for you I, I i i'm not gonna lie i wish i was like uh i forget a gluten intolerant because i'm like oh yeah i could use less carbs let's rock and roll that way i'm like but chocolate come on let's like oh, <laughs> honestly damn uh, there has to be some kind of chocolate you can have. Keep keep the faith. <laughs> I, I, I hate myself enough that I will eat the chocolate despite, unless I develop like a real allergy or you, oh see, me at, you see me at a show one day and I'm just injecting a needle in my neck and you're like, is that how people do steroids now? I'm like, no, I just really wanted this chocolate bar and I'm now injecting this EpiPen. EpiPen? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Oh man. Just eats but... the chocolate, stabs himself, <laughs> eats more chocolate, stabs himself. I-, I would like to think that there'd be multiple injection points where I could just like oh. swap out that so the stab wound stays there. 
It has to be the neck, eh? That's savage. Just well, get I, right into the jugular there. <laughs> I feel like they'd be like, this isn't suggested, but I just want like my voice to sound more grizzled. And I'm just like, okay. I'll keep doing it until one day I just, I sound like those smokers with the hole in their neck at certain point. Oh no. Like, what did you do? Like, I missed with my, or I'm sorry, I missed with my EpiPen. <laughs> oh snap, that's vicious. Damn, you're gonna have to cover the... And everything. Damn, yeah. damn, damn. Uh, I'll become a turtleneck guy at that point. <laughs> I love turtlenecks and, and I don't have to cover up anything. <laughs> they keep you so toasty. They're really great. I love turtlenecks. See, I was like forced to wear turtlenecks when I was a kid. And then I got real fat that I didn't have a neck. So like oh. I couldn't really wear a turtleneck. And now I have a fucking beard that covers it up. But I have a neck now. I have a neck. I have a neck. So now is the perfect time to wear a turtleneck and just tie the hair up so you can see the sweater. <laughs> oh. I feel like I'd be so restricted. You come over and just Hulk Hogan the shirt. I'm like, what happens? Like, don't ask questions. Don't ask questions. <laughs> so when you were a kid, though, like, what what were either like some toys or cartoons you watched on TVs and like passions and loves? Because now that you're into wrestling and you were around the right age to understand what your dad was doing, like, where were your interests at? Where was little Bianca watching or playing with? So I was 12 when my dad got signed. Um, and, you know, when you're 12, like your kind of social life like picks up or or your RuneScape account is <laughs> really enticing. And you have oh, a so bit you're of a bedtime. Rune, so you're a RuneScape nerd. Yeah, I've actually had my account since 2004 and it's still active. I checked last week. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah, I was a big computer nerd. Uh, like I played everything. That was like just a computer game. So like, I was big on Neopets. I even tried out Mara Pets for a couple months. There's a thing called Millsbury Havo uh, Hotel. Yeah. I know that's super lame, but like I still also have my account. <laughs> and uh, I was like a legend on, on Havo. I'll give you that. I have all these badges. If I go on today, my badge is 100% true Havo, which means you've been a member for like over 10 years, which is kind of sad, but whatever. Um, toys, I loved my Barbies. And um, their boyfriends were like, you know, those old fashioned rubber, like wrestling. Yeah, like figures. the hard plastic, the rubber ones that would murder someone. Like, no, like they could bend. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, the, the Hasbro ones. ones then. Yeah. Yeah. So they would be my Barbies <laughs> with boyfriends and I'd have really good Barbie games. Um, yeah, I was pretty much just into Barbies and computer games and oh, SpongeBob. I loved SpongeBob. <laughs> and like, you know, Pokemon, Digimon, Yu-Gi-Oh, Dragon Ball Z, all that stuff. YTV, Channel 45, yep. you know, the what, huge. What's hilarious. So I have this discussion with some people every now and then. It was within the last year and a half that like me and Alexia Nicole became better friends. Like we're going to the movies, we're hanging out. And then like, I realized how nerdy she was. And then oh I'm, <laughs> I'm going back to like what I was doing 12, 15 years ago. And I'm like, okay, what? And I'm like, did I not think that girls did watch YTV the zone after school oh where there's Yu-Gi-Oh and all zone. this stuff with sugar and Carlos. Yes. So <laughs> I, I started thinking, I'm like, wait a minute. Okay. So I'm spending all this time learning how to do magic, learning all this nerdy stuff, playing burnout paradise. I'm just like, did I just think, and this was a legit, legitimate thought and i was talking to 14 year old brendan and just going did you think that girls just like went home all day and just like did nothing <laughs> no it wasn't do nothing it was sit around all day and just looking cute and pretty like what did oh I my god they were doing? we all had 24 hours in the goddamn day yeah it's true i was big into books and uh yeah Rune runescape was a big time <laughs> commitment hey you yeah. checked it last week 
Yeah, because, you know, it's coronavirus. I wanted to see, like, you know, what's going on. I know they've transitioned to, like, a phone platform. I'm I'm a nerd. It's okay. <laughs> so you mentioned books, though. So, like, what were the books that you, you enjoyed as a kid? And what's, like, a book now that you can go back to it or you think about it and that, like, helped progress you in life? Hmm. As a kid, I actually tried to read pretty much most things. I liked mysteries, but one thing that kind of resonates with me the most would be like the Chronicles of Narnia series. Um, I really liked that one. And I thought it was especially cool as a kid for some reason, because when people think of like the line, which is in the wardrobe, they always thought it was the first book and it wasn't the first books, the magician's nephews. So (laughs) I liked when people were like, oh, I love, I read the language in the wardrobe. I liked being like, well, that's actually the second book. Like it, it made me feel like a uh, knowledgeable, you know? Yeah. And it was really cool. Like um, you, you are a true nerd. You needed to prove that fact where it's like, well, actually. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like totally. That that's really what it was. Um now I kind of I'm still into mysteries. Now I'm reading like um Dan Brown. I'm trying to get through uh all of his books but mm-hmm. i don't read as often as i used to so like one book might even last me like a year to be mm-hmm. honest because i'm going in like little bits here um so right now i'm ooh, i'm reading uh angels and demons okay. i just started that one or wait no 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 i finished that one i'm on da vinci code now there you go oh yeah because that was kind of like the prequel for it yeah i totally read them out of order <laughs> I, I actually even looked up an order, but I think the order that I found was wrong. Yeah. Um, but I love these books because they have like real facts in them. Mm-hmm. And then um, like some conspiracy and I'm totally a conspiracy theorist. Ooh, I might have to. Uh, I'm starting <laughs> a conspiracy theory show in March, so we might have to have you guest on to that. Okay. I, I got lots. <laughs> do, do you think they replaced Avril Lavigne? Um. <laughs> No. Okay, you're in the same camp as me. Yeah, because I mean, like, Avril Lavigne, like, back in the day was super, like, bumping, loved Avril Lavigne. But I mean, she's not really that present in the eye of the media now. So what would be the use? Yeah, it'd be a waste of time. Yep, 100%. Same same wavelength. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. So uh, when okay so actually i want to go down that conspiracy theory route for a little bit so like i so clearly i like conspiracy theories but i so i grew up raised catholic i went to like a catholic elementary school but i never really knew if i was religious or not but i also watched like every show on bigfoot every show on Uh ghost adventures uh i loved mystery hunters i tried to be on ghost trackers oh no way yeah so like i i was always into this but then looking back I, i think to myself i'm like Hmm. I, do I even believe any of this or do I just have this knowledge of stuff? So what about you? Because now people are into these weird Shane Dawson conspiracy theories on Avril Lavigne instead of, oh, the Montauk Project created this weird right. monster that washed ashore. So, I mean, like, for me, when I first got into conspiracy theories, a lot of it had to do with, like, aliens and Area 51 and, like, Illuminati Mm. and, like, that kind of stuff. Like, that, because, you know, I love mysteries of the world. I love the things that are unsolvable. I love space. Mm. Like, um, for me, like, so I was baptized, but I didn't really, like, 
understand God or believe in it until mm-hmm. I started learning more about science. Okay. So when I figured out, like, uh, when I heard this first bit of information about quantum energy and quantum theory, I was like, oh, snap. I was like, God is real. <laughs> like, <laughs> science has proven God. And um, it was cool because it was basically like this theory that when you observe a particle, it behaves differently than when you don't observe it. So I was like, okay, so matter has consciousness and that conscious Mm. energy must be some kind of power. So like, then I started thinking like, maybe people know this and like, that's the Illuminati. You're like, (laughs) whatever, whatever. Going a little kooky there, but it's interesting stuff. And a lot of people actually are interested in it and, and believe in it. So, I mean, who's to say what's true and what isn't unless we've seen it with our own eyes, you know? See, I look at that for, like, nerdy shit, too, where it was taught so long, especially, like, when we're kids, which leads to me being dumb and not realizing girls can be nerds, too. It's literally, it's literally, oh, these are boys' toys, these are girls' toys, oh, boys watch this, where now, and then it became that way of, like, subgenres of, like, oh, don't talk about video games because that isn't the cool thing, playing sports is. And then slowly but surely, with the world getting more connected and you're finding more people, it's everyone's unique, but at the same time, not everyone's different where you don't have to be the same culture. You don't have to be even the same age because like there could be someone that's 13 right now. That's running through the Nickelodeon library and knows more about whatever was on in the nineties than I do. And it's, but we can relate to that though. And that becomes like our thing. And that's why there are nerd stuff dominating the media because all of them have joined up and they're very committed every other person that isn't committed to some sort of weird passion like that they're just like well they'll get drunk and watch the sports game instead of actively participating in some sort of thing yeah that was like for me even in like high school like um my groups of friends kind of like well more so grade nine and ten because i've been to three high schools but my first two high schools you know i kind of hung with like the popular crowd but they would always be like what the heck bianca like you get good marks what the heck bianca you why are you playing runescape like you didn't do any like sports like what were you reading like i was always like the weird one out of my group of friends Mm -hmm. who was like a nerd that i guess like hung out (laughs) but um then as I got older, like I just kind of stuck to like, you know, my interests. I kind of realized like into grade 11 and 12 when you were <laughs> so much more mature. I was like, I, I think all the time to kids that are in high school and like, especially like <laughs> you think you're hot shit in grade eight because you've now, especially Catholic elementary school. I was in one school for grade one to eight. And, oh, okay. And then you go to grade nine and you're like, oh, I'm nothing. And <laughs> some dude that looks like a full grown adult at 18. Now looking back, I'm like, this kid's like 10 years younger than me. He looks like a fucking baby and then the eight the eighth graders look like midgets like they look oh like my God. tiny babies that is just yeah. like no you guys aren't hot shit you you you're barely alive honestly i wish i could go back and like see my 14 year old self and be like be humble you dummy like you know what i mean just smack myself and like and then just disappear i'd be so freaked out <laughs> when did you start the pageant routes then So I did that in grade 11 and 12 because I went to a high school where I actually had a difficult time making friends. But, you know, everyone's known each other since they were kids. I show up. I'm all weird and quirky, like really loud. And they're like, whoa, this girl is like way too much. (laughs) Hi, guys. I remember the first day I'm like, hi, my name is Bianca. Like, I just moved here from Milton. How are you? And they're probably like, whoa. Um, (laughs) So, I mean, um, 
so whatever I had to keep myself busy so I did all my homework I played my runescape and then I was like one day toddlers and tiaras was on mm. and I'm looking and I'm like hmm. it's like I feel like I could do that and I was like I'm gonna go on google so I googled I was like pageants Mississauga I found one my stepdad's like oh you're you're not gonna win those things are rigged I was like, oh, yeah, well, we'll see. So I did it. And I actually ended up winning Miss Teen Ontario. Went to uh, Miss Teen Canada. Um, I placed top 10. I have a theory that I was actually supposed to be the real winner. But we're not going to get into that. The girl that won was very, very nice. Very nice girl. Um, and that's all I'm just going to say about that. I, I, I've told some people that in wrestling, if someone asks you, how is this guy that they're about to wrestle? And you say he's a good dude. That's oh, your yeah. way of saying, as a wrestler, eh, make sure you watch <laughs> your neck. Uh, but he's a great person. He's a great person. <laughs> no, the girl was really nice. I just felt like I worked so hard. I raised mm -hmm. like $6,000 on Ooh. my own with no help while graduating in grade 12. Like while trying to stay in shape, like while doing all these events with my crown and my sash, like, so I, I busted my butt and I was just so disappointed after, but mm -hmm. at the end of the day, that's a big lesson on life. Cause now I know it doesn't matter how hard you necessarily work. You, you don't actually like nothing is given to you. Like just mm -hmm. because you think you deserve something doesn't mean that you're going to get it or you do deserve it. So it was a good experience to like open my eyes to like other possibilities. Like if you think you're going to get this promotion at work, Hey, you might not. So like sucks, but that's life. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, so you mentioned the slapping your 17 year old self and being humble. Was that kind of a moment that you realized, Oh, to check your humbleness in there? Well, I think like it just has to do with like anyone's kind of grow, like road to growing up and being mature. Like when you're a kid, you don't really realize what matters in life you don't really know much about life and now like to me the things that matter are like honesty friendship like loyalty like love family like those are more important to me like whereas when I'm 17 I'd rather go out with my friends than go like visit my grandparents and now I'd rather go visit my grandparents than go out with friends so I think it was just a big shift in like my values and what mm -hmm. makes me happy or realizing I think it was realizing what truly made me happy because you're kind of blinded to think that like having this outfit or these friends or going to this party is going to make you happy. Yeah. And it's like, no, having like a warm cup of tea <laughs> and, you know, chatting about conspiracy theories yeah. would actually make me the happiest. Yeah. So, I mean, figuring yourself out kind of thing. There's a quote I heard that said, the journey isn't finding who you are. It's losing what you're not and to like find your true self. So that sounds very similar. Can you see my goosebumps? Goose oh, wow. That gave me goosebumps. That was a good one. <laughs> is, is there any quotes or anything that you like, if you're feeling unmotivated or you don't want to get out of bed or you're in the middle of a project and like being a perfectionist is really good, but also really hindrance when you realize like, okay, this isn't going to be that good at the beginning, but you're looking at it and you're like, well, I want this to look like this, but it, uh, that is there anything that helps you keep going when you hit that like stumbling block? Um... There's a few songs that okay. like sometimes I'll put them on and they just get me in that zone. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, like my biggest motivator and my biggest like push to get things done is my love of the environment. And that sounds strange, but 
I love plants and I love nature more than people. <laughs> I can genuinely say that I love plants and animals. And, um, one thing I want to do with my life is a obtain like a platform and like, you know, with wrestling, you know, if I can obtain a platform where I can tell people like, please recycle, let's, you know, bring more awareness towards like reusable plastics. Like Mm -hmm. if I can bring good through my art form, in addition to making people happy, that's what I want. So if I don't want to do something, I'm like, okay, do you want to save earth? Yes. Okay. Get up. <laughs> like, you, is that it's weird, yeah. right? I, I like that because that's your purpose and your mission. It is. Yeah. You're looking past. You're literally the old expression of can't see the forest past the trees where it's you're <laughs> literally looking at all the forests and you're like, okay, well, I want to protect all this. So I'm going to appreciate every step along the way. And you're realizing that. And the fact that it is a purpose that's greater than you instead of, well, I want to be a millionaire. I want to do this. I want to do this where it's, I want to save this where that is your impact of you can't directly save it all by yourself. But when you build, it's like a good pyramid scheme. You tell two people, they (laughs) tell one person and then it builds up from there. And like, that's totally. And, but you did mention songs and that's where I normally go of like quotes and songs. And I'm a big, I read too much into lyrics, even if the song isn't that good, but I hear a good lyric and I'm like, Okay, I'm. I don't really want to share this on my on my Instagram story because people are gonna be like, "You're fucking dumb for listening to that." Oh my gosh! <laughs> but there are there are lyrics and songs where I'm just like, "Oh yeah, that got me." Where it's so. What are some songs? Because I have like three different playlists for. Do I need to get in the mood of starting to do something? Am I in the zone or am I just like background music to fuck around with? So one song that I really really love um, is "Fly" by Rihanna and Nicki Minaj. <laughs> but the lyric is like, um, "I came to win, to fly, like to conquer, to thrive, um, um, to fly." I, I, whatever. <laughs> I, I, See, like, I'm one of those people that, like, I like songs, I know songs, yeah. but I couldn't tell you the artist or the title, Same. but I know the words. Yeah. Like, so, actually, apparently I don't even know the words. Well, um, like, it's, it's once the beat starts kicking in, you're going with the flow of it, and then when you're when you're going yeah. cold, it's like working out without stretching or warming up first. Like, you're going to be stumbling, and you're going to be like, whoa, this was harder than usual. It's like, yeah, because you didn't do quickly 25 push-ups before you started. Yeah, totally. It is, it is like, that's why I do like that one, because it makes me feel like I want to it's so tacky, man. I'm so tacky. I want to spread my wings and fly. Hey, everyone is do. tacky, especially like <laughs> when I, I'm realizing more and more that like the hippie culture is a real thing. And everyone that I associate with that has the mindset of like, like I'm not religious, but I do understand there's something in the universe of if you work hard enough, it'll pay off and it might not pay off the direct way, but something else will come of it. And as long as you're staying focused and you have your head on a swivel, you can accomplish whatever. And you just need to realize when to move on. So like, and then I'm realizing like, anti-hero scotty o'shea he's one of the dudes that you wouldn't expect him me and him have the same mindset on this and we literally go like i'm starting to sound like a fucking hippie but like oh my I, god I, I, if you put good shit into the world like that's the thing and it's also like speaking for your goals of like once you say what you want to accomplish and it's the hardest thing to say because sometimes you might feel it's selfish or sometimes it's way bigger than you could even do where it's like that's the thing where i'm like yeah you need to say it because it's a band-aid effect it's just like fuck it Exactly. No, I, I totally believe that too. And like, I even write um on my mirror in my bedroom. I actually have to change them soon, I think. But I write in <laughs> lipstick. I write mantras, like okay. things that I want to wake up and 
like look at and remind myself. So I have to be aware written in the corner because I think being conscious and present is mm-hmm. something that seems like it should be easy, but people, a lot of people, even when you talk to them, they're like, they're on their phones yep. or like they might be even eating, but they're not even conscious. Like I like to chew and like be mm-hmm. like, feel the food in my mouth. And like, I like to talk to people and like, look at them and like, <laughs> You made it look like you were hopping out of a bush, though. I got to be honest. (laughs) Hi, I've been watching you from behind this bush, and I just wanted to say, hi. Oh, my God. You weren't aware that I was here, were you? Like, I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Perfect. It's perfect. That would teach people to be aware, but, like, in the wrong way, because they're going to be scared out of their minds. Oh, my God. (laughs) That was a good one. New gimmick, spreading awareness, jumping out of one bush at a time. Um, <laughs> so, so what are some other mantras in there? Um, uh, what else do I have? I feel like I should, should run downstairs and check. Um, be aware. Did someone just sneeze? Be- My nana did just. Sneeze. Bless you, nana. Okay. <laughs> Never. <laughs> I, I, have a weird, I have a weird thing that like if i hear someone sneeze i have to say bless you to that person like if i'm in like a a grocery store and someone on the aisle over sneezes i'm just like bless you and there's a weird pause and then they're like thank you oh my god <laughs> you know i actually have that too but if i don't know the person i whisper it <laughs> which might be even weirder because then i'll just be to myself like bless you. <laughs> <laughs> you look like one of the I twins keep- from the shining yeah, I'm starting to feel like a really creepy nerd halfway through this conversation. I'm jumping out of bushes with the roots, whispering to myself, geez, like, what's going on here? Oh my god. If anyone listens to this and they're creatively uh artwork wise, can you film a like or draw a photo of Bianca hopping out of a bush with the mobile app of Runscape? Oh my it's god. A bubble that says hi, I'm Bianca. I've been watching you from behind this bush. I would love that graphic. <laughs> I would actually be so proud of that graphic. I think I would get it printed and solid, put it in my room. <laughs> solid new 8x10s for sure. <laughs> I think we're on to something here. <laughs> so, so oh, well, you showed like you were driven by, oh, you watch Toddlers and Tierras and you're not a, a child watching that. And you're like, well, how do you do this? You do it. And then you end up top 10 in a national competition, which is still no easy feat of... So you took that drive and then you got a bio, uh, bio degree and then entering wrestling. Like, what's that track of motivating yourself to go chase those? Um, well, in terms of bio, I'm actually I, I have like two courses left after April. Then I have it. But I'm basically there. I'm basically <laughs> the knowledge is in here. Yeah. So, but um, so I went to school. Um, for a couple years. And then I started feeling really discouraged because I thought university was going to be like people sitting in a room around a table discussing our ideas and like theorizing. And it was nothing like that. It was basically high school, just more reading. And I was like, this sucks. I was like, am I, I wanted to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is awful. Like, I'm not going to enjoy being a doctor. Like, why did I even want to be a doctor? Then I was like, what do I like? And then I started thinking and I was like, okay, I like entertaining. I like fitness. I was always working out. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, entertaining fitness. 
boom. I was like, whoa, that's wrestling. Yeah. I was like, how did this never, how did I never think of it? Cause I always thought of it as my dad's job. It's like mm. what he does. It's, it's his thing. I never thought that it could be my thing. And then I was like, wait a second here. I'm like, this might be perfect for me. So I started wrestling with uh, Tyson Dukes for a couple months, then came back to Mississauga, basically scrapped the whole school idea. Um, put it which on I'm pause, gonna, put it on pause. Put it on pause. Yes, yes. that's better. Um, and now with COVID, I've been able to do it from home. So I don't even have to mm. live in London, which is perfect. Um, and then, um, yeah, I just, I really like it. Like, it's fun. And it's kind of cool too, because growing up, I always saw it from a different lens than like all of my peers. Like all of my peers kind of grew up like, since they were really, really small, yeah. always watching it. And yeah. I kind of saw it on the back end. We're like, so what was your perspective? Cause I am on that other side of the fence that, so what was your perspective of the wrestling business? So basically like it starts with my first indie show when I was like six or seven watching my dad wrestle in Orangeville. And <laughs> I remember there was this girl, her character, she was like, she had piggy tails and she was mean. And I remember screaming on the top of my lungs, like, you're bad like you're evil <laughs> and just sorry i don't know if you can hear that. it's okay it's okay um but i was like i just had the time of my life and then mm -hmm. then you know he kept going and then he went to japan so then i went to japan and i got to see like how he trained how the shows yeah. were there um the work ethic there the culture there like you know the lifestyle that he had to take on in order to achieve his dream mm -hmm. Then there was um, Kentucky. So then I'd go to OVW and I'd watch Rip Rogers teach like, well, like, well, people that are there now, like, like yeah. Miz and Maurice, Cody Rhodes, my dad. Um, I remember the boogeyman was there. Serena <laughs> Deebs was there. Like Jack Swagger was there. So many yeah. people. And I was just there on my Nintendo DS. <laughs> <laughs> I was just playing on my Nintendo DS. So then I saw that aspect, like with the training that goes into it. And then like the friendships they had, Outside of wrestling, like I kind of saw it more like job training. Okay, yeah. And then there, there was my dad going on the road, and then I would go on the road with him sometimes. And then there's the tours, and then you're really tired, and you've been driving for a very long time, and you don't really want to eat McDonald's, but it's the only option. Yep. <laughs> so, like, you know, then seeing the shows, and then the glam, and like, I really just saw it from a different perspective. And then when I started really getting into wrestling more so like the past three four years i've been going back and mm -hmm. studying everything and like looking at it through a different lens and then i'm like oh my gosh i was like i met that person like yeah. they're really cool i didn't actually <laughs> like realize how cool they were mm -hmm. silly silly me <laughs> um but it's been cool to kind of like see it from this side and then see it from this side uh. and like that's how i was able to kind of like develop my favorites um like you know i really like ken shamrock and like i think he's freaking awesome and he's yep. so like even it, i like even like his gear just like the well the simple like one version yeah. like he just goes for simple you know trunks yeah. boots classic i like the classic look um so I don't, I don't know like i did look at it from one side and now i'm discovering it from this side and it it's it's really cool and I'm really liking it a lot. So what have been some uh struggles from uh actually anywhere in your life that you remember? Because I'm a big fan and believer that struggles do make you a better person. You evolve from the situation. And I I'd like to think that now that I'm 
almost 10 years deep into trying to do podcasting, trying to do wrestling, trying, I was doing magic. Like I've done so much stuff that I I'll show you a magic trick next time. Okay, cool. Uh, but it's also like, I go, what would I need to motivate or prepare me for the last 10 years? And it is the fact that struggle's real and we're in the process right now where it's when you listen to someone that's already successful and they go, well, if I did it, anyone can do it. And yeah, you have to enjoy the process and it wasn't always good. But then when you reach that stumbling block, you feel like you're in a hole and you're like, well, this person didn't have to deal with it. But I like to get more real where it's like, no, those struggles will happen. I did try to quit wrestling my first year in and I'm real happy I didn't. But what have been some stumbling blocks in your life or in wrestling or even with school where it did seem there was that I don't like school. So what would I like and putting on pause? Cause you're almost wrapping it up now. So what have been some struggles? I feel like in my life, honestly, I've had a lot of struggles. I feel like nothing's ever been easy and I'm a very like emotion based person. So for me in my life, a lot of my struggles have come from like, if something internally um, maybe like a relationship or a certain dynamic is making me feel upset um, that's reflected in my ability to like just cope day to day. Like if, if I was feeling upset about something, maybe I didn't work out that day and then I didn't work out. So I didn't feel as mentally clear. So then I didn't feel as confident doing something. And then I decided not to do it since I didn't do a good job. And it, it's a lot of downward spiraling that yeah. can happen. So it took me a long time to realize like as a person, I need to work out for my mental health. I need vitamins to make sure like I'm healthy. I need to surround myself with people that genuinely like love me and want what's good for me and give me good energy so I can give that back. And I think like, I, I do consider myself a very spiritual person and I do tend to take on other people's energies really mm. easily. So if someone even around me is upset, I'll get upset. And I'm like, why am I upset? Like what's bothering me? And then I'll realize it's actually someone else. Mm. So one of my biggest obstacles has been being able to be present and aware of my energies and other people's energies and staying focused and doing what I can to stay in a positive space. And that's just as a person. Now, and let's go into wrestling. <laughs> in terms of wrestling, it kind of carries over. So, like, as a kid, like, I was not the most athletic. Like, I didn't really get picked first for, like, a dodgeball team <laughs> member or anything like that. Um, I did dance, but – and a little bit of field hockey and some cheer. But, like, that's not really being, like, super athlete. Um, so when it comes to certain moves in wrestling, you know, I didn't have a lot of confidence. Tyson uh, Dukes was really good at bringing out my confidence and making me feel like, you know, you can do it. You can do it. My dad was a little bit harder on me, which sometimes made me feel because of my own, like own emotions, like darn, maybe, maybe I'm not good at this. Maybe I'm never going to get it. Maybe I can't do it. And it's, so it's just a matter of, of like, in terms of those obstacles, I have to remind myself that, you know, no, it might not be natural for everyone. It does take hard work yes. and hard work can actually get you further than someone that, with natural talent. That's what mm -hmm. they say. So I like to believe that because I, I do really try my best and I'm always really eager to learn. I try to absorb everything. And, you know, at the same time, though, like it, it is easy to get discouraged. But when I remind myself why I'm doing it, literally for the trees, <laughs> like, <laughs> then like I push through because I feel like God forbid if I were to 
get hurt and die. Like I've already mm. busted my eye open. Yeah. But if I ever actually broke my neck or something, what would I rather break my neck for? Like nothing or a cause? I'd rather break my neck for a cause. So I like that. I uh, I did get a few questions, so I want to get into it before I <laughs> gloss over them. Uh, and the first thing, because it kind of goes off of this, uh, Ryan Kovarik, who's actually the main cameraman from Crossbody, he asks, what has been the biggest surprise for you so far being a wrestler? So that could be, surprise could be good or bad. There isn't just, surprises aren't always good. Hmm, my biggest surprise. Um... Ooh, that's a good one. A surprise. A surprise. Um, I guess it's hard to say, to be to be honest, because um, I don't really know what surprises there are. I kind of had a good idea of what I was getting myself into just because I kind of grew up with it um, around me. And you saw your dad's progression from local indies to going overseas, to going to developmental, to going to WWE. It, it wasn't just, oh, because some people who start training to be a wrestler think it is wrestling school, WWE. They don't realize that in between where you saw the whole process happen. Yeah. And it's, it's a lot like harder, like even, you know, even with me, there's no guarantee, like there's no guarantee at all. You know, some days I think like, you know, I could do this for the next three years and nothing could ever come out of this. What am I going to do? But at the same time, I don't want to put that in the universe. Like I, I want to believe in it. So I do believe in it. Okay. But I think one surprise, um, this one is a pleasant surprise um, <laughs> because of how I was saying, like, sometimes I, I really want to get things or I didn't think I was so athletic. The sense of pride I have actually felt being able to accomplish things that I was like, I can't, I can't do that. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to do that. And then I did it. And it's like, wow, like, is, is this the feeling of accomplishment? Cause I feel like I've been missing out on that feeling. Like even the rope test, you remember when you're a kid in gym class, you have to climb the rope. Yeah. I cannot climb that rope. There was no way I was getting up. No, no. <laughs> I climbed a rope for the first time last year. And I was like, wow. I was like, this is the best feeling ever. I climbed a rope. <laughs> it's something so small. But like, I guess maybe that was the biggest surprise, how rewarding it can be to like mm. meet your goals kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, there is a, because you did mention the whole like, even if you deserve something or whatever, nothing's actually guaranteed that no matter how hard you work, someone might've worked harder or just, it was their day. And wrestling's a perfect example of this. And I've only really been able to talk to males recently about it, but in wrestling, like my goal is not the WWE just because my own personal reasons of like, Oh, all of my favorite wrestlers have quit the WWE. Even when they were top guys, I'm like, I, you mentioned, I, I loved wrestling since I was a fucking kid. It's been my one love throughout that. I'm like, Oh, I, I can't hate this thing. And I feel like those three initials, they're going to push me real close to that line. So, but for at least specifically for guys, it is whatever. There isn't this imaginary checkbox of you need to be six foot. You need to be this, this it's literally, they can hire a Braun Strowman, at the same time, they hire a Colin Delaney where it's like, it's whatever the season's calling for at that point. Do you feel any pressures as a female that you either have to surgically enhance something or if you have to like be a size zero? Because I remember the first time Chelsea Green, when she left TNA and before she went to WWE, she was doing like a PWA tour on the weekend. And I saw her and it was the first time I ever saw a female wrestler 
that look like a an action figure or a Barbie of just like tiny, where it's like, holy shit, I think my forearm is bigger than her whole waist. That I'm like, holy shit, that is that different WWE specifically level where in Japan they talk about being that Japanese thick of you're gonna uh, you're gonna be able to take the punishment of your body. Where do you feel any, especially because you are into fitness, you're you're not out of shape, you're in shape. Do you feel those pressures though that if you want to make it here, you're gonna have to fit this mold as a female? So um, that's definitely crossed my mind, but I've also noticed like there's a very diverse look of girls right now. So like there's not one specific look, but I do see how certain looks fit into certain places yep. in, you know, the storylines. So for me, I, you know, I had to do a lot of thinking like what did, what do I want to look like? Cause when I think about my physique, I think very literally, um, do you like doodle out a cartoon of what your superhero physique would be in my head? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I think what, what do I want to look like? So I want to have strong legs. Mm-hmm. I want to have abs. I want to have big arms, big shoulders, um, my biceps, triceps. I don't care too much, but I want my shoulders to pop. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I'm, sh- I want shoulders, core legs. Okay. Um, and I, I want to look strong. I, I know that there's this whole like beauty skinny type of thing. I've never been a stick. I've, I've always had muscles or been a little thicker. So I want to stay that way. Um, but at the same time, obviously, I want to look feminine. And so um, funny you mentioned surgical enhancements. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I actually did indulge recently um, to be more proportionate. But that was not okay. necessarily for wrestling. That was more of like my own thing. So because- my girlfriend literally, the her birthday is a week before mine. And she had implants put in a month, a week before my birthday. And I made a joke. Happy oh, birthday. Was, yeah, I made the joke <laughs> on that. And like, I once again, if you want to cut anything out, cut anything out. But like, it's one of those things of I've seen your workout videos recently and you seem very proud of your body that I was just like, this was a question because like Noof in the WWE, she definitely looked different before she got signed to how she looks now. So I go, oh, well, women have that different standard for you bring up shoulders and stuff. Guys go through that their mind too. I do. There's like a vision board I started out and one quarter of it was like, like what do I want my body to look like? And I'm not going to lie. The first time I wrestled Michael Elgin, I saw his chest. I was like, I want to have that chest. <laughs> that That's the chest. <laughs> I literally was standing across the ra- like nose to nose. And I just stared at chest. I was like, oh, so that's what. Okay. Yep. <laughs> that's funny. Um, so for me, though, like that type of thing, that's actually mm. something that was on my mind well before ever wrestling. But, so no then, pressure on it. No, there was no pressure. And then it, it just kind of turned out like. Um, because I was getting more muscular, mm-hmm. I felt less feminine and, you know, I, I am like, I'm kind of like, a. I wouldn't label myself as like a tomboy or a girly mm-hmm. girl. I like what I like, yeah. but I also like feeling feminine when I want to. And I wasn't really feeling like that anymore. I remember one day I put on a crop top and I just like. I think it was like a strapless crop top. I'm like, uh-huh. oh my god, I have traps and pecs. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I look like I could fight someone. I was like, I don't look like I don't like this. I, now I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. Now there's some balance. Sure, bring on the traps. Like, we're good now. So, um, but yeah, and then like my kind of like fitness and nutrition stuff, I've been looking into more so the past year or two. So now I'm like having fun. I feel like I can custom design my physique. Mm -hmm. Like I know if I eat this at this time, it will go here. And if I eat like, it's like, I'm going mad science with this whole 
like physique type stuff, but it's fun. It's fun. Trial and error. That's why I like it. It's like science. I love the fact that like as humans, I think we're just more aware of it as pro wrestlers because it is the entertainment and not just doing a sport and training for it. That we literally are like creator wrestlers in video games. You can change almost anything about you, especially if you use too much tanner. You can almost change your ethnicity (laughs) that you get to choose how big you want to be how small you want to be the only thing you can't control is your height and it's true everything there is just hard work it's like do you want bigger shoulders okay these are the workouts you have to do do you want a smaller waist okay these are your diet you have to do and the workouts that literally as pro wrestlers we get to be that mad scientist and from trial and error you know okay well even if you stopped working out for whatever for two months and you notice what you wanted to fix, you can go back and go, okay, well, I did this then. Okay, cool. And it's almost like the picture book things that you would flip the different parts of the face and the body. Oh my God. I remember those. (laughs) So it's like, what did I do then? So, uh, but I do appreciate you being open and honest about that. Well, I'm, I feel like a couple people ask me and I was like, okay, like it's kind of, it's kind of obvious. (laughs) So like, whatever, like, I'm not just going to be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, no, don't, no, 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 clue what you're about. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. whatever. I'm, I'm pretty transparent and like social media, it's like, everything's on there. Everything's open. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Everyone's an open book, especially if they want to go into this type of field. Like, especially if they hide anything, wait till you're popular. Cause I think you hit it when it's going to come out. Yeah, exactly. It's better just to expose yourself. <laughs> Maybe consensually expose yourself. <laughs> yeah, within within some uh I forgot the word. <laughs> within whatever. <laughs> within some boundaries. That's the word. That's the word. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and uh and Daniel Son actually submitted a few questions. He asked about your background, which we hit to, and he asked what was going through your mind when you had the cut above your eye, which we actually watched it back. Yes, we did. <laughs> he, <laughs> I'm glad we watched that. I like that. <laughs> he did ask though, are you treated differently because you're a second generation wrestler by other wrestlers? And also thanks for all the free advice, good vibes, and banter. Definitely owe you a beer when shows are back. And that's because your Instagram stories are very positive. And we'll get to that after this question. But like, plug your TikTok, plug your fucking workouts and stuff. There are times it's you and Justin saying, I'll see you guys post some sort of workout video. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to go do a couple burpees now and a couple <laughs> crunches and just do whatever you did. So, oh, but, but have you been treated differently from other wrestlers? Um, I think so. Definitely. Um, and not, n- not in a good way. Mm-hmm. I think that like a lot of people, like they, you know, they don't know me. Um, so there's been a lot of people that have met me and kind of, you know, assumed that I'm a certain way, or I think I'm all this because my dad, and honestly, I'm not like that at all. Um, and like, there's been a couple of times where like, I've had matches with people and I've told them like, I'm really green. Like, like, please lead me, like, teach me, teach me. I want to learn. Like, that's why I'm here to learn. And, um, I feel like there's been people that have kind of thought like, Whoa, like she's not that good. Well, I've had four matches. Like how good were you on your fourth match? And I do feel like there was some unfair judgment. Like my dad didn't give me any one-on-one lessons. Like Mm -hmm. I learned with the class. So whatever we learn in the class, that's what I'm learning. So, you know, I do, like, I have felt like people have thought it like that, but at the same time, people who think like that, they're just human. Like, you know, maybe they're, you know, 
they want to be successful in this business and they think that it's not fair mm. that maybe this gives me an advantage, um, which I understand. But at the same time, just because my dad's a former WWE wrestler, that doesn't mean that I can be the worst wrestler ever, not in shape, not care about wrestling, not learn about wrestling. And like that, that, that doesn't work. Yeah. I have to put in the time, put in like the knowledge, like get, get the knowledge, get the research, you know, work hard like he can't work hard for me like i don't think we can just switch bodies and he he does the match and then we switch back like <laughs> doesn't work like that <laughs> but um there's there's some sort of disney channel or netflix movie in there though the second generation yeah but it's the second <laughs> generation female wrestler like that but i i see that movie we got to film that next summer <laughs> how cool would that be <laughs> yeah actually oh my god <laughs> that's a good idea it's your idea thank you for sharing <laughs> Wow, I, I have good ideas. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I definitely have felt that. Um, also, in a sense, there's been kind of like good from it too. Like people that like really know my dad and respect my dad and like my dad are always very polite uh, with me, um, which which was nice when people are nice. To do. So that's good. So plug all your social medias. You've been creating such fun content and like you even got a brand endorsement. So plug all those stuff and like how you got those and like how excited you are about this stuff. So, um, yeah, I got a pretty cool call in uh, January from Power On and uh, I've worked with them before doing like some infomercials. Uh, they're actually a vitamin company um, and they wanted to branch into like workout supplements. So they asked me if I'd be interested in a partnership. And I said, well, yes, <laughs> I'm in. So um, that was cool. But one of the big things for it was they wanted me to really build up a TikTok presence. Mm. And I know what I knew what TikTok was, <laughs> but I've tried to use it before and I, I just could not understand it. Like, I was really confused. Um, I'm getting the hang of it now. But when I see my videos still compared to other people's videos, I'm like, I'm TikToking wrong. Like, it's that perfectionist in you of just like, and you have to accept that. Okay, I'm not good yet. I'm getting there. But like from someone that I don't understand TikTok <laughs> at all. My dad watches YouTube trucker vlogs and TikTok for some reason. Oh my I don't, God. <laughs> I don't understand any of it. I just see it through Instagram. And like, I've seen your stuff. And once again, your stuff has motivated me. So I do think you, you do create good content. I mean, like in terms of what's trending and what's popular, like I'm really doing my own thing. <laughs> like I'm using the platform, but like mainstream societies here and I'm doing something weird over here. <laughs> <laughs> like It's very different, but it's fun. Um, and I do like, you know, cause like I, I personal train, like I want people to see that, like I have cool workouts and I have cool ideas. And like, even though I'm a girl, like I could totally get a guy into like insane shape mm -hmm. because I know lots of workouts, not necessarily ones I want to do, but they can do them. Um, like, I don't really want to like, yeah, bench press <laughs> like double my body weight. Mm -hmm. Um, actually, maybe I do. I take that back. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> I take that back. Cancel this segue. I'm gonna go back to the other stuff. So yeah, Instagram. I've always liked TikTok. I'm trying to branch out to a couple people have told me, oh, you should do like a YouTube channel because they some people think I'm funny, but I'm not trying to be funny. I think I'm just a little weird and like yeah. quirky, and then it entertains people because yeah. it's odd. So I mean, I think it's people don't expect it coming from you, and it is so genuine and sincere. Yeah. That's why, like, I've 
I don't think I've laughed this much during an interview. Oh, really? Uh, in a while. So, like, I, <laughs> I, we, we came up with movie ideas. I'm dying of laughter. <laughs> we talked about so much nerd shit. Like, that's why it's people, people who know you are like, yeah, that's Bianca. And then people who assume you're this other character that when they see this, they're like, wait, what the fuck? And they're, they just pivoted on their head. I like that though. Cause like, if someone thinks I'm a certain way, like, I want them to know, like, hey, you judged. Like, yeah. that's not nice. Cause you know what? I actually don't judge people. Like, even like my whole life, my mom always told me, always be nice to every single person. So, yeah, that's what I did. If someone was by themselves at recess, I'd go, hi, I'm Bianca. <laughs> I jump out I'm of the bush. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I jump out of the bush and say, no, I mean, like, you know what I mean? You, you never know. Like, people, like you said, like you even said, people, they can have different interests, but they're not, we're not different. No. We all were just born and then tried to figure out our way. Yeah. And that's what we're all trying to do. No one has all the answers. We're just winging it until we die. And then that's that. <laughs> what is i actually forgot one question i'm sorry but what is a a goal that's like of you can see it coming up because i'm a big you need smaller goals before the bigger goals what's something that you see coming up where you're like okay that's close and what's this greater goal for bianca and it doesn't have to be entertainment it could be i can't wait to be a a nana giving the evil eye to someone <laughs> oh, definitely that <laughs> like, for sure um so for goals like right now like my school goal uh i want to be done all my courses by august get that degree and stick it on a wall and never touching it <laughs> and then um for wrestling i just honestly i just want to get back in the ring so badly um I want to well, perfect. There's a few moves I have in my mm -hmm. head that I want to perfect. Cool things I want to try out. Um, like I have a whole list on my phone of just like moves that I, as soon as I hit the ring, like I, I want to <laughs> do them. Um, a lot of more, a lot more character work. And that's actually the kind of one of the reasons why I thought this pageant might be cool uh, mm -hmm. to refresh my character. I was thinking, you know, um, maybe to do kind of like a pageanty gimmick because mm -hmm. I like being, I like being a heel. I like being like over the top, snotty, <laughs> mean. And what, like, to me, I just think like maybe like an evil pageant queen would be like really fun. You could do a lot with that. Um, so I thought like, I kind of put myself into the pageant, almost not like, mm -hmm. not like method acting, yeah. but like to like get back in like that mindset, get mm -hmm. some inspiration. Yep. Also have a fitness goal. Cause like that, this, ties into a fitness school because yeah. if I'm doing like the bikini portion which <laughs> which is not sexist because if you think about it people that like did muscle mania like Arnold yeah. Arnold was in his trunks yeah Let, let's be real here so is that sexist to Arnold <laughs> no but people think oh you're a girl in a bathing suit which is more coverage than what the men wear now it's sexist <laughs> I think not I think if you work hard for a physique how else are you going to show it off in a paper bag? Really? Like, no, <laughs> the bikini. So, so for that, like, I'm going to up my cardio and that's something I need to work on. So that's what I was thinking. Like, this will push me to like, okay, I've done my workout, go on the treadmill. Boo. <laughs> so, you know, so there's that fitness school, wrestling, like my goal with wrestling, just learn everything, be a sponge, just get it all in there and and where can they follow you on social medias okay so my tiktok and my twitter are at corelli bianca mm -hmm. 
but my Instagram is Bianca with an additional A <laughs> and Sophia with an additional A. Okay. <laughs> so it's a little tricky. <laughs> <laughs> no, but thank you so much for your time. I, uh, I'm glad. I love that when I message you, if you're down for this, you're like, yeah, it's going to be fun. And you did reply with, it's going to be nice to socialize also. So honestly, it's so, it is really nice to talk to you. I'm like, there's a person yeah. <laughs> I can talk to someone. There's a face we're yep. talking. It's actually really nice. I'm a very social person. So <laughs> I've really enjoyed this conversation. <laughs> My human interaction has been like this much. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Uh, well, thank you so much for your time. Have a great time studying and kill the exams when they come around. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me.
to fight, to conquer, to thrive. I came to win, to survive, to prosper, to rise.